Welcome to the second episode of the Ohio Pawpaw Festival podcast. If you are hearing this the same weekend that the festival is still happening, that means you have one more day to get out to the 23rd annual Ohio Pawpaw Festival at Lake Snowden in Albany, Ohio. Gates are open on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can still get down there for music, food, presentations, workshops, community, vendors, all sorts of great things. Some of those things this podcast here is hoping to bring to you if you missed it at the festival or maybe if you just can't be with us down here this year, a little sampling of some of the presentations and talks from the Pawpaw 10 in particular are what we're going to serve up here on this podcast for the next few episodes. So of course, maybe you just missed something while you were there doing something else, or maybe you're tuning in from far away and you couldn't make the trip to Southeast Ohio, the Ohio Pawpaw Festival podcast is here for you. Along those lines, you can help us out by telling other people that we exist, sharing us, rating, reviewing, anything you can do, subscribe to the podcast. It's now available on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and will slowly be available more places where you get your favorite podcasts already. There is so much going on at the Ohio Pawpaw Festival, and it's really fun to be able to bring some of these to you, including this next presentation, How to Process Pawpaw in Nepal with Sarah Burr. Sarah is a food librarian, chef, and writer, and author of The Fruit Forager's Companion and Tasting Ohio, and her most recent book, The Pocket Pawpaw Cookbook, that is available at the festival as well, so be sure to check it out. We'll see you next time. Here's Sarah. I always like to know what's going on with everybody. So have any of you just freshly arrived to the festival? Yay, okay, and you came here first. My goodness. Um, you kind of can't go wrong showing up anywhere, I suppose, although if you want to ingest pawpaws, there are some places where there are more of them than others, right? Kind of have to act fast here. Oh, I think that's good. All right. I'm going to talk about processing pawpaws. Like I said, it's very, very complicated. So thank goodness I, a professional food person, am here to show you what to do. My name is Sarah Burr. I am a chef and a writer. I live in Marietta, Ohio. Do we have anyone here who is not from Ohio? Who tried? Oh my gosh! Yes! This is awesome! Raise your hand if you drove more than four hours to be here. I love all of you! Oh, you all make me so happy. Um, one of the things I love, the thing I love about this festival the most is it's like all of these people from many walks of life with different interests. We're all here because we love pawpaws or festivals. One of the two. That's why we're here. We're like, we're each other's people. Oh, okay. Lovely. Have it, has anyone never had a pawpaw before? All right. Hopefully, if you want one, that will be rectified, you know, within several hours, right? I do have some pawpaws here. Whoop, there they are. This is, this is how, if you're wondering where you find pawpaws, they come to you in a box just like this. 
Okay. So if you're a Prime member, you might be able to get same day delivery. I do not grow pawpaws. I go out and scrounge for pawpaws. That is just because those are the pawpaws I have the easiest access to. I'm terrible at growing things. I love plants. I'm like a person who can't play music but loves musicians. Like it takes everybody, all right? So if you grow pawpaws, I love hearing all of your pawpaw knowledge, but I am the person who, who goes and finds pawpaws in the woods. They are convenient for where I live. I can walk to a couple different pawpaw spots and I was really worried last night that I wouldn't have pawpaws to do this demo. I didn't have time, blah, blah, blah. And I, there was a parade in Marietta and I had to reroute my bike ride home. You have a question. I can give you a clue what I'm going to do with the skin. I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to eat the skin. It's kind of, it's not like banana skin, but it is in the way like there's no reason to eat it. It's not, it's not delicious and it might make you not feel good. Um, I don't know that there are any crafts you can do with the skin. Composting. There you go. We'll compost the skin. So these, these pawpaws, I had to rerun my bike ride home because of a stupid homecoming parade. I don't, I don't know. If you like homecoming, I'm sorry that I just offended you. At the time, it was stupid for me. And then on my reroute, I remembered I was going past an arboretum in Marietta where there is a gigantic pawpaw tree and it's labeled. So if you want to learn more about trees and plants, just like go to an arboretum. It's like a museum of, of trees that's free and everything's labeled. That's one of the places I used to go to learn about pawpaws and, and other native plants. So I thought, oh, maybe if I'm lucky, on my way home, four blocks from my house, I might find a pawpaw or two. And all of these, like this is just a small portion from this one tree that fell. So if you're wondering about how to get pawpaws, you just, you're lucky, okay? You just have to be lucky. If there's a stupid parade, you might get a bunch of pawpaws for your demo at the pawpaw festival. Let's pretend I'm starting for real now. Hi, my name's Sarah Burr. I am a chef and a writer and I love pawpaws so much that I wrote a whole little cookbook about them. It's the Pocket Pawpaw Cookbook. It is for sale for $16.95, available at the tent across the way at the Pawpaw Growers Tent just yonder. And it is full of delightful recipes. All of them I make starting by gathering pawpaws when I'm rerouted from a parade and then processing them. So that's what we're talking about today. If any of you know better ways to process pawpaws, please share. This is not the only way to do it. This is how I do it for the scale that we're working at right now. Like this many or maybe three times more at a time. I only get as many pawpaws as I can bring home from the woods at any given time, all right? So you get pawpaws. I, I gave you a little bit of that. What do you do next? What you do next is get set up. Yeah, you want to get the skin off. But because this is messy, I want to make certain I have all of my things laid out, all of my bits and pieces. You know how sometimes you start cooking and then you answer the phone and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. This is going to, I'm going to have pawpaws all over my hands. So I want to make certain all of my bits and pieces are ready to go. I have a towel. I have this. I will talk about it later. This is where the processed pulp will go. This is how it's going to get there. I've got my bowl. I have an old fashioned conical food mill, which has a pestle 
You don't have to use one of these. You can use a colander, but it's easier to use one of these because it's just the right tool for this job, all right? You can order these from Lehman's Country Store. Actually, it's a, what, in Kidron, Ohio? It's a Amishie store. That's a good place to order these, but you can, if you type in conical food mill, you'll see results. Um, so this, or, or you can get this from your great aunt as an heirloom. Or you can go to an antique mall and find them. They're really easy, they're just as easy to find at antique malls if you're into that, all right? So if you are living in a place with lots of antique malls, these are not hard to come by. Come by. And here's, here's the thing. All right, let's get going. There's one more. Oh yes, here we go. We want a place for the pawpaw guts, all right? This is our receptacle for that, and I will talk about that later too. Da, da, da. The skins. Let's talk about the pawpaw. Let's talk about the anatomy of the pawpaw. These are all nice and ripe, and I can tell because when I press them, they yield to the pressure of my finger. But it's like when you're at the grocery store and you want to find the X pro, the melon or the whatever. Like, don't, you don't want to like, ah, because then you'll bruise it, okay? Like, just be gentle and loving with these. These fell from the tree. When they fall from the tree, they do get bruised and you want to process them pretty quickly. Since I can go to a lot of my spots rapidly, I'm okay gathering them from the ground because I, I know I'm going to deal with them in a swift manner. How do you get into these? There are a couple different ways, but this is, once again, how I do it. I just crack it open like it's an egg, okay? Just break it open. So see how, when these are ripe, they just yield to you. Oh, they just love to be handled. They're gonna agree with you so much. Isn't this easy to get the skins off? Why are we removing the skins? The skins are not yummy. They're texturally unappealing, and they, they are not, worst case scenario, they're not gonna make you feel good, okay? So that's why we are, not using the skins. Make sure your audio equipment doesn't fall off of your person. Also, before you start processing pause, pause, that's just gonna stay there, right? So here we have the flesh inside. What are these big, dark things? They are the seeds, yes, they are the seeds, they are the seeds. We don't want the seeds in our pulp for a couple different reasons. Once again, the seeds are not, there's no value added in eating seeds, unless you want to have a purge, one end or the other. <laughs> okay, I have not heard of a pawpaw cleanse, but let's not make that a thing. The seeds are really cool. They look super cool. If you wanna see what the seeds look like when they're outside of the pawpaw, I actually have a whole bunch sitting over there. Once again, just because they look cool. So where you can buy my book, you can look at a bunch of pawpaw seeds. They look really dark when they're surrounded by the flesh, but they kind of dry out into a more like brownish color. But when they're straight from the pawpaw, they look black. They're just gorgeous. Can you see that I'm not getting every inch of pawpaw flesh off of the skin? How much you want to get off depends on how much time you want to invest. If your pawpaws are very precious and you only have three, you might want to peel these with a knife before you do this, but if I have many pounds, I'm not, I don't want to do that. So it all depends on what your labor is worth to you. There we go, right? I like doing this by hand and not like peeling it because this feels fun. I'm having a great time up here. I wish all of us had our own food mills and we're just hanging out, having a big pawpaw pulping beat. I think in the past I even had like somebody come and help me do this, which is fun because I like to boss people around and 
farm, farm out work. Things are more fun when you're with other people. Usually I listen to podcasts when I'm doing this. I also like to do this outside when I can because it is a little bit messy and I have a table on my front porch and I use that for like canning. I set up a little camp stove and I can on that. And I guess I'm doing this outside now. <laughs> if you want to peel your pawpaws, this is a really cool tip that I read in a book by Michael Judd who wrote a pawpaw growing manual. He cultivates pawpaws. He's like a permaculture landscaping dude, I think. Anyway, he said to freeze the pawpaws until they were firm. I don't know how long that takes, X many hours. Then you get a peeler, a nice heavy duty peeler, and you peel off the skin so it's the pawpaws firm, and it gives you a little bit more resistance to, to get the skin off. And then you let the inside thaw enough that you can pulp it, all right? The one thing is if you freeze whole pawpaws and they're quite cold when you try to do that, if they're quite frozen, your hands get super cold and they don't, it just doesn't work quite as well if they've been in the freezer for a bit. However, I have frozen whole pawpaws as a means of preservation. You can do it. I could just put a pawpaw in the freezer when you thaw it, it's gonna look kind of like a thawed banana. It's gonna be all dark and like bleh. And then of course it'll seep out some brown liquid as, it, as you thaw it. But that is a totally legit way to freeze pawpaws. I find that when I pulp them after that though, I don't get as much pulp. Like the pulp wants to stick around the seed more if I've already frozen the pawpaw whole. So in my experience, my preference is to pulp the pawpaws. So only have the pulp, no seeds, no skin. I put it into a plastic bag. I write how many cups of it are on there. And then I freeze it and it's ready to go when I pull it out. Okay, I like, to, I like to do the work up front. And I usually freeze it in two or four cup increments, but when you thaw it, you kind of like want to use it in a couple days. So you need to be mobilized to make numerous pawpaw things when you do that. Which for some people might not be a problem, and if, if you only think you're gonna use a little bit at a time, just like freeze a cup. Or you can freeze them in ice cube trays if you like making smoothies and throw some Boop, 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 do that. That's exactly the sound that it makes when you put a, a frozen cube of pawpaw in a blender. Let's say it goes boop, boop. This is so fun. Oh my gosh. I know I already said that, but this only happens once a year, not this festival. That also only happens once a year and maybe not even that. <laughs> let's, let's hope it happens once a year from now on. But pawpaws are only around once a year. So it's kind of like a special holiday. You know how it thinks, okay, I, I am a chef by training, so I should know how to carve a turkey, but I don't do it that often. And so every time I carve a turkey, I have to be like, well, it's sort of like a chicken, but it's a little different because it's bigger and it's got a different bone structure. And you have to reacquaint yourself with the turkey. And you might feel, I always feel a little clumsy about it. And I'm like, well, I haven't done this in a year. Of course, I'm out of practice. I'm out of practice. I feel that way about the pawpaws. I, I'm like, oh, I kind of, I know what they taste like. I wrote a book about them, but I, I have to get reacquainted with them. And because in this area of Ohio, the pawpaws have been a little late this season, I was starting to get nervous. Like, oh, I don't even know if I'll get my, my special pawpaw time. I don't think I'll get my time with the pawpaws. 
And like, this is it, this is it. It's, it's, it's like, now is when it's the thick of it. So satisfying. I grew up here in Ohio, but I never had a pawpaw until I moved back to Ohio like nine years ago or so. And it was so mind-blowing. I think it set me on a different course in life in a positive way. I mean, I, it's, only, it's a fruit. How can a fruit change your life? I figure, I mean, Ohio's great. I love living here. I live here by choice. But I didn't expect to see this, like, growing. I thought Ohio was unexceptional when I was a kid. You know, it's like, oh, I want to go somewhere exciting. And I did. I moved to California where they grow every kind of fruit, right? Like, they, California has everything. It is a great place. I love living there. Guess what they don't have? Yeah, water, I know. <laughs> um, true, yes. Water and pawpaws. They have a lot of smoke, though. I don't, that's not, like, I'm sad about that. It's a big drag. I'm actually going to go visit my brother in Bishop, California in a couple weeks. And, yeah, like, it's just, it's kind of a different place now. We're living in a different world. But that just is all the more reason to appreciate what's happening today. And pawpaws are all about what's happening right now. Right now, it's pawpaw time. Right now, these smell so fantastic. When I am out in the woods looking for pawpaws and trying to figure out when they're ripe or not, one way you can tell, can anyone, does anyone know like one way you can tell when you're kind of in the thick of it? Yes. They will fall off the tree when they're ripe. They will fall off the tree when you shake the tree. But there's a way you can tell without using your eyes. The smell. The smell. Well, sometimes they smell bad if they've been around for a while and then they start fermenting. But if you're timing it right, which just happens to like, you're in the right place at the right time, right? You can't really influence how the pawpaw world works if, if you're out in the woods. Um, when they are just starting to fall from the tree because they are ripe, you can just smell the wonderful pawpaw smell. And then it's like a vinegar factory smell a little bit, like an overripe banana vinegar factory smell too. So when you're out in the woods and you kind of get used to the smell, you can just get a sense. Sometimes I think it's like, oh yeah, I'm just so dialed in. I know so much about pawpaws that I have a special connection with them. No, I just noticed the smell. Like I have to get over yourself, Sarah. So you found you found a patch in West Virginia because of the smell. Were they? Did you harvest any of the pawpaws at the time, or you were just like, "Oh, there are pawpaws here. Look at that." Yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> so when I do this normally, I have a large bowl of water, and I put the pawpaws in the water to rinse them off. And then I just pluck them out of the water as I go. And then I use the bowl like a finger bowl, right? That's how I clean off my hands. And it's really quite handy. And then it's good to know that pawpaws will stain things unless you wash them somewhat promptly. I don't really care. Like this is not, I'm not Martha Stewart. <laughs> um, she probably has like a special way to clean it or, or whatever. So this will look like somebody had a really difficult night when I wash it later, because it's gonna sit in my car and I'm not gonna do laundry for a couple days and I, like, it'll be clean, it just won't look it, okay? So just 
remember that. Now, if you're out in the woods collecting pawpaws, once again, sometimes I like to use boxes if I can, or just, or if I have a bag, I carry it like a baby because it's so precious, like, like it's a baby in my um, sling. Maybe I can try a sling. If all the pressure's coming from the top, then the pawpaws at the bottom are gonna get squished. So you wanna help like relieve some of the pressure from the bottom. So if, I, if possible, it's nice to do a couple trips because that means you need enough to do a couple trips. All right. If you're doing this at home, it doesn't take this long. <laughs> it doesn't take this long. There's so many things I want to tell you. Oh, hey, this is another thing. So pawpaws make sounds. Just like in the woods, you, you smell the smell and you're like, oh yeah, here we are, I smell the pawpaws. Sometimes you hear this sound. If you have a green walnut tree around you, you know the sound too. Dunk, dunk, dunk. You'll hear the sound. If you shake the tree, as, as you had pointed out to us, thank you, earlier, if you shake the tree, you will hear that sound sometimes, but there's like a pause because it has to get loose and fall. If the tree's still vibrating, so sometimes the, the vibrations remaining from your shake, it takes a couple seconds of a delay, and then the pawpaw will fall. Do, 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 do. You'll hear that. Don't look up when you do that, okay? <laughs> my boyfriend had to go to the emergency room because he had a scratch on his cornea from my pawpaw. He had a pawpaw-related injury. Um, I have glasses, so that might help, right? Like, I, I might get, I'd feel dumb. There we go. Like, I'd have a big smear on my glasses, and I'd feel dumb. This is another cool sound. It is, it, it's like guts. Here we go, like, <laughs> You know how you always hear about like haunted houses where it's dark and you reach in and it's a spaghetti and they're like, oh, this is the brain. Oh. And then there's jello. Like, oh, this is the rotten brain. <laughs> so here we go. I, I just love this, right? Like there's all the guts. And you can see how this liquefies when it comes out. So if you can dice a pawpaw, it is not ripe. Okay, pawpaws that are not ripe. It's not like an unripe banana and you can do fun stuff with it or a plantain or something, or even, um, I don't know, a, a green papaya. Some fruits, when they're unripe, you can utilize them. No, pawpaws are like not desirable when they are, when they are not ripe. They're just, they're just gross. They are, I don't, I haven't found that they have any culinary potential. And this is so great, I'm just gonna let them, right? I don't wanna spend weeks in a lab figuring out that there's a special way to eat unripe pawpaws that's mediocre. So I am just forcing this through, da-da-da-da-da. Here we go. Can you see? So here's one of the seeds, and this little dude is like the pulp that likes to cling around. It has a little jacket, a little jacket of pulp. And that part, some, I've talked to people, that's their favorite part of the pawpaw, but I feel like it's the least flavorful part. So I don't really worry about it too much. Pushing this through a sieve. It makes sounds just like guts. Once again, how much pulp you get off of the seeds depends on how much time you want to put into this. I would like to figure out, even though I've deemed myself a quasi-papa expert, I would like to figure out a better way to do this. And I could just like ask people who pulp papas professionally. I should just like ask Chris if he has vague pointers for me to do this on a larger scale more efficiently. Yeah, have friends. 
There is a way, and you don't get as good of a yield. So if you get, I believe, an electric Roma tomato mill, this is another thing I learned from the Papa Growers Association. They had a handout about it. You can modify a tomato mill with a certain grape spiral. Yes. Have I ever used a potato ricer? Oh, um, not for this. You can try it. I don't think it would work. And that's because the seeds would jam up the thing to like, you wouldn't get to extract as many. It would work to a degree, but it might not be like that great. If I'm wrong, then that's awesome. And uh, next year I might be using my potato ricer. Out of about five pounds of pawpaws that I collect in the wild, I tend to get maybe four cups of pawpaw pulp, all right? You can sort of expect that, that-ish yield. Now, if you're using cultivated pawpaws, those cultivars are often developed to have a very beneficial flesh to seed ratio, right? So you might likely get a better yield of pulp if you're using specific cultivars. But I just use these mongrel pawpaws from the woods. I've also noticed that when I'm cooking with pawpaws, sometimes I'll bring a batch home and the pawpaw flavor is really great. And sometimes it's like meh. So if you make a recipe once, like I'm trying to think, okay, in my book, I have a pawpaw mayonnaise recipe. That's, you should still buy the book. I mean, it's that's like, like the thing I tell people to get them excited about a pawpaw cookbook. But it's a really great mayonnaise. It's like a homemade mayonnaise and you put a little bit of pawpaw pulp in it. And it's good to have for things like crab cakes or on a turkey sandwich. It's a delightful mayonnaise. But the first time I made it, um, I was using really good flavor for pawpaw pulp and I didn't have to add a whole bunch. And then the second time I made it, I was like, this is all right, but I don't remember. Like, it's not that great. Why did I think it was so good the first time? It's because I was using not very good pulp. Like it just didn't have a lot of flavor. So if you ever make a pawpaw recipe and you're underwhelmed, it might be because the pulp you're dealing with is just like, you know, even at the grocery store, you go to the grocery store, sometimes you get a pear and you're like, oh yeah, this is not, this is not the pear. And then sometimes you have a pear and you're like, oh man, pears are the best. Has, do any of you grow pawpaw trees either? Yes, yes. How many of you cultivate them? Um, mine are just a year old. Yours are just a year old, okay. Um, I didn't have any questions for you besides that, I'm sorry. I mean, I actually do, but not right now. I, in my dream, I have, I have some property and there, I always like, when I'm bored, let's say I'm at a doctor's office and I don't like looking at my phone, I'm just trying to amuse myself. I'll make lists of trees I'm gonna plant when I have my special property in the country. Like, oh, what pawpaw cultivars will I plant when I have just a little bit of land? It's like making a, a wish list at Christmas time. Like, oh, dear Santa, I want a Susquehanna, and a Kentucky Gold, is that one of them? There's a, I want one of Jerry's, you know, all that. Okay, let's pretend I got all of the pulp off because that's kind of boring for you. You wanna make certain you have your spatula so you can get all of the good stuff. 
This is a general cooking tip. This is not just a pawpaw tip. Like if you're making a jam and you need to force the cooked fruit through a sieve, the yummiest, goopiest stuff is on the outside of the sieve. So don't, don't ignore that part. And I'm gonna, I guess I'll just put this back here. So now we have pawpaw pulp. Like I said, it looks kind of like baby food. It's also a little chunky, so when I, I don't puree it before I cook with it, but in certain recipes, I prefer it to be pureed. Like if I'm making ice cream, some ice cream recipes, I like it to be smooth before I add it to the, the base. But there are certain recipes, I'm gonna demo a green tomato and pawpaw chutney tomorrow. That one I don't, it's already chunky, so you don't need to bother pureeing it, all right? Now, if I set this down and we all left the tent, and then we came back a couple hours later, this would probably be kind of oxidized. Pawpaws will oxidize like the Dickens. If any of you are around trees, you know that. Like out in the woods, the ones that are all stinky with the flies, they're all oxidized. Uh, they get brown, okay? They get rusty and brown. How do you keep your pawpaw pulp from doing that? There are a couple different ways. This is the method I use now because it's, it, it works better. And this is a Fruit Fresh Produce Protector. The ball brand is the one that you can get at most grocery stores. It's in the canning section, and it is abscorbic acid with dextrose and citrus acid. So we're acidulating. I, don't, I just like saying that word. I don't need to use that word. We're putting acid in this to keep it from oxidizing. There we go. And I used about, I had a, I had a measuring spoon, which is now on the ground, so I'm not picking it up. Just gonna eyeball it. I use like, half a teaspoon-ish for this amount of pulp, which I would say, we'll measure it. Let's make a game, okay? I'm gonna guess how many cups of pulp this is, and then we'll measure it, and if I'm wrong, you can be like, hey, hey, you were wrong, Sarah Burr. I'm gonna guess this is two and a half to two cups of pulp, all right? So I'm adding about half a teaspoon of this stuff. Does it change the taste? A little bit, but it's more advantageous to use it than to not. If you do not have this, sit this fruit fresh dealy. You can use lemon juice or lime juice. And once again, that's gonna introduce a flavor to the pawpaw, but it's, geez, cow. It's a, it's a delightful compatible flavor. And I would add like a teaspoon of juice, either one. I know the acidity levels are different, but it doesn't matter. Like just pre-acidify this. All right, we've mixed it all in. Our abscorbic acid is now dissolved in the pulp. I'm gonna measure it because we're pretending that we're gonna freeze this. You know, it'd be really jerky if I just like, after this demo, I just went and put this in the trash. Oh. <laughs> like how I'm done. See ya. I would never do that, oh my gosh. I spent about 20 minutes just hanging out by that pawpaw tree yesterday, yes. Can, we, can you can it or is it too thick? The answer is yes, you can can it. I have not done it before. Um, well, okay. I have one canning recipe in my book, but I add pectin and sugar to it, so it doesn't need to be processed that long. It, I don't need to cook the jam that long on the stove, and it's in a water bath canner, so it's not in the water bath canner that long. I don't know if you need to use a pressure canner to can pawpaw pulp or not. I don't like to expose my pawpaw to heat very much, especially direct heat. Baking with it's a little bit different because it's buffered by sugar and flour and, you know, it's oven cooking as opposed to direct heat. Um, 
the whole philosophy of my book is coming up with strategies to have pawpaw recipes where you're not exposing the pawpaw pulp to direct heat, which you're not exactly doing in canning, but I just don't think it does it any flavors. I do know there are people who do it. So um, I don't know anyone to refer you to, but you will one day get a better answer. <laughs> so I like to use these, what, this is a quart, quart freezer bags. I always get the brand names of, no, no, I always get the store brand, right? I'm a cheap, cheap store, I get the store brand. I recently learned that the quality of plastic is different. I don't like using plastic very much, but if you buy the store, the nice like national brand of, of bags, there is, um, it's a higher grade of plastic and there's just a little less likelihood of crappy stuff for your body going on. Yes, yes, I would add a, if for this amount, which is, oh, I guys, remember I said it was gonna be between two and two and a half cups. I was so wrong. I'm a cup off, this is a cup and a half. I would use about a teaspoon or less for this-ish amount. You can eyeball, it's really like eyeballable. If I have a feeling if pawpaws were 100% about precision, like none of us would be here right now. I'm gonna write, so you gotta label and date it. Paw, paw, today is September, I just say 9, 21, and it's 1.5 cups. When I make paw, paw things, I always do it in volume measurements. If you weigh it, then you could just like weigh your bag and say this is N amount of grams, right? Do what works for you, but it does help to have the amount on the bag at a glance, date it. This is the part that can be a little tricky. I'm always doing this when I'm by myself. The bag will flop over and you'll get pawpaw on the zipper part. Life is so hard, oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys don't even know what it's like to be Sarah Burr. Oh, thank you. That's frequently my job. <laughs> it's an important job holding the bag. Right, like that's why, that's why it's good to do things with other people around if you can. Thank you. Doesn't that look delicious? <laughs> I know it is. So I like to try to press out a little bit of the air. Oxygen is the, the enemy of the freshness of our pawpaws. And then you can freeze it flat and then just have like a big stack of these in your freezer and you will be set. So that is, that is how I process pawpaw pulp. I should show you one more thing. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna, could you bring the little, uh, yes. Oh, have you already? You, yay! Now, this is a little bit more than the amount you need to make the baked pawpaw pudding that I made this morning. It says one cup of pawpaw and it looks kind of like a pumpkin pie with no crust and it's a square. You can make it round. <laughs> Have any of you had baked pawpaw pudding before? It's like a super old timey pawpaw. <laughs> it's a super old timey pawpaw recipe and it's one of my favorite ones. Um, 
it's it ends up being a little bit like pumpkin pie in, in texture. You know, it's nice and custardy, but then it, like the edges are my favorite part, like the corner piece. Because oh, here's one. If you're a corner piece person, you get like all these texture flavor things going on in this little bit. So um, these will be outside, and then I will be. Also, I'm going to ask quite. Like, I'll let's do Q and A, and then and then we will release you upon those. But uh, that recipe is in my book. Yes. Throwing out a regular food mill that you use for tomato sauce don't work. Oh, so a regular food mill like you use for tomato sauce, you're talking about the kind that has a, like it has a crank? Yeah, the crank, it will, no, it don't work. The seeds get caught. The seeds get caught. The, the large size of the seeds is really tricky, right? Like that's the, that is the thing. I like that there are, the, the scale of pawpaw problems in the world is small enough that like people just aren't throwing resources at solving these problems which is kind of cool because I don't know, there's so many easy ways to fix problems now because we just like outsource it to people who are generating income from it. But I don't think there's like a huge pool of money to be had from doing pawpaw stuff. So it creates this sense of, of open citizen science. Like I'm just a dorky lady doing this thing in my house trying to figure stuff out. And then through places like this where we're all talking or through, um, social media, like you learn things. I love the, like the 21st century folkiness of pawpaw knowledge. It's, it's, it's really empowering and fun and just makes us like extra human. Did anybody, yes, ma'am. Um, did you ever try squeezing it out instead of peeling it up in here, like squeezing it? Because if they're really ripe, sometimes squeezing works. Did you ever, did you ever Have I ever tried squeezing it out versus peeling it? So yeah. Um, I kind of squeeze, the more you squeeze, the more little bits of skin you get in there. Um, so the skin's fairly delicate. So it might depend on a couple different things like the cultivar, but I kind of like do a squeeze, like I like to crack it, run my thumbs between the flesh and the skin. And then if you do a little bit of a squeeze of the skin, you can sometimes get a couple more like grams of pulp off. Yes? Two kinds of potato peelers. Yes. Potato peelers are actually for soft fruits and vegetables. I peel it with that, throw it in a bowl, and then mash it with my hands. That way you get all that. Yes, I forgot. Thank you. Okay. The little jackets around the seed adds texture to the baked goods. And you get that by squishing it with your hands. Yes. I'm not doing that favorite step, the, the hand squish. I normally would do that. You know why I didn't? It's because I don't like the, I feel like the cleanliness level of my hands is not appropriate for that. So I'm taking this home and I'm gonna do that at home. I mean, I'm so glad you brought that up because my, our yield, I probably would have like two plus cups if I had done the hand squish. And that's the Halloween haunted house in the dark fun, the gut, the, the pawpaw gut squish. Super fun. Super fun. It, like, this is a lot of work. You should be having fun of all things. If this isn't fun, then don't do it. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. And also, if anybody didn't hear, you pointed out that you like to use a serrated peeler to peel the pawpaws first. Waste none of the flesh. Yes. If there's any little green on the, on the pawpaw itself, little bits, you can scrape that off really easily because that's actually part of the skin. It's just the, you know, but it'll leave a Yeah, part. like a little pigment. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Do we have any other questions? Yes, ma'am. Do you ever 
Remove the seeds before you put it through the mill. Do I ever do what with the seeds? I have only because I like the seeds as curios. <laughs> but um, to do that, you really need to like get in there with your hands to a point where I think it's less efficient than putting the seeds in the mill. This action helps liberate the jacket from the seed. So um, by the time I would want to get there in my, my hands, the pulp is a lot more freed up and, and squishy, which is a technical term. It's more like squishy <laughs> to go through the holes. Um, did that answer your question? Okay, okay, cool. If you want to have lots of seeds as curios, you could also like kind of set them aside and soak them in water and then pop them out of their jackets a little bit like a zit, like boop. Yeah, so if you like doing that kind of a thing, because some people do, then you should do that. And then with the seeds, don't want to eat them. They'll make you vomit, okay? They'll probably just pass through you, but like don't puree the seeds, don't chew them. No, bad, bad. They actually have a substance which was considered as a, like a vomit inducer medicinally, okay? It was in the running as a pharmaceutical. So don't do DIY vomit inducing pharmaceuticals at home with pawpaw seeds. They look cool. If you want to plant them, what I do with this part too, once I've liberated as much pulp as I can, I put them and I'll add it to one of my bags. This is mostly skins, but I'll put it in a, like a yogurt container or something, and I have a pawpaw bomb. And then I go out somewhere where it seems it's appropriate for pawpaws to grow, right? I don't want to like release rabbits into Australia or anything. <laughs> but if it seems like a place could benefit from pawpaws, then I just fling my pawpaw bomb out in the woods, and who knows? So they might dissipate and make more pawpaws. It's kind of fun. It's a little bit, little bit of a rebellious thing, but it's also like totally. It's not destructive. I hope it's like a positive act, right? It's my little my gorilla lady. Ah, I'm going to make a pawpaw bomb. Ah. So you can do that too. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, sir. How long will the pulp last in the freezer? I have put this to the test. Um, I would say it doesn't get freezer burned if you pack it right. Like this won't get freezer burn, there's, um, but it does seem to lose flavor after two years. So it is edible. When I freeze pulp, I get really nervous. Like the next year there won't be any pawpaws. So I get down to a certain level. I'm like, oh, I can't use it. So I, I did that enough that I had an excess of pawpaw that was several years old. And you don't want to do that because it's not going to be the best pawpaw, right? Like now that, now that I'm not writing a pawpaw cookbook and I, have to be very concerned about my pawpaw levels. Like, don't, don't sit on it too long. I'd say use it before a year, optimally before a year. I want to keep, I don't even know what time it is, but I don't want to like, 210, oh yeah, yeah. Like, let's say we're done and I'll be around over there um, and you can go out and grab some samples of the baked pawpaw pudding. It is in my book and our, is the cooking demo up? Dagmar, are you here? She's probably getting ready. I think there's a cooking demo after this. Generally speaking, there is. Uh, Dagmar Kupchi and Jeff Dave Rudy are going to be doing a cooking demo, and it's sometime in the future. You should watch it. Thank you. <laughs>